0: Hey guys, good morning and welcome to the Vineyard. It's time for some quick announcements. Doing it on my phone uh, right next to the Jonah Room Christmas tree. Uh, Christmas Eve was great. Thank you guys so much who attended that, both in person and online. Uh, We had such a wonderful night celebrating uh, the reason for the season. And uh, yesterday was Christmas. Uh, Most of us on staff got to spend it at home with our families. Uh, funny story, one of our projectors uh, needed to be rebooted up in the ceiling, so I had to come over yesterday on go on the lift. So I spent my Christmas up on the lift, up on the housetop, came old St. Doug fixing projectors. Not quite as impressive as delivering presents across the world. But anyway, Christmas was great. So excited to spend today with you. Hey, guys. Uh, Quick announcement coming up in January. Uh, looking forward to the new year already. Uh, we'll be bringing back one of our uh, events called Night Watch. It's going to be a night of ministry and prayer with some uh, laid-back worship. Uh, that's going to be January 19th. Uh, it's a Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. Uh, we have all sorts of other cool events that we have planned for the new year. We'll be about announcing those uh, later on. Download the app, KVC. It's got the, the purple... Uh, KV Church logo, grab that, put that on your phone, uh, it's got fill-in notes, and um, you know you can access past services, all that good stuff, it'll have upcoming events, so make sure to download that, but anyway, enough announcements, let's get ready for church, woo!
1: Good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas Hangover Day. Wow. That's what today is.
2: It's Boxing Day.
1: It has nothing to do with cardboard, though. I just wanted to let you know. Well,
0: I
2: had
1: cardboard to deal with. (laughs)
2: Lots of it.
1: You did great. You're our hero. I I plan
2: on making a new clubhouse out of it later today.
1: (laughs) Could put boys only on it. We're so glad to see you guys. I hope you had a great day yesterday. We're looking forward to spending time with you this morning. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do in the off chance that you didn't know yet. I'm going to start things off with communion, and Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. We're going to do um, Christmas songs for the last day, and then we'll retire them until next December. So Christmas ends. Woo-hoo. After our worship, we'll have Pastor Georgina, I believe, come up and join the kids um, lead them through a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them to Sunday school. Then we'll have our time in the Word of Pastor Steve as we finish up our Advent series. Before we jump into any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? We're gathered this morning, Papa. And we're so full of thankfulness. Papa, we remember the great lengths that you went to, that you put yourself through to restore our relationship to you. And we're thankful. We're thankful for all that you're doing in our hearts and our lives. And Papa, we invite your presence deeper. Help us to draw closer to you. And we join with the churches all around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Almighty God, who gave us your only begotten Son to take our nature upon him and to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we who are born again and made your children by adoption and grace may daily be renewed by your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Chaplain Doug.
3: On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup, was the last night of the Passover celebration. The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gather here today, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord, and we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again, and we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen
2: amen thank you chaplain doug we're going to enter into our time of worship now together and i'd encourage us all to sing out and to lift our voices we'll see the words pop up all over the place you're welcome to sit but stand if you're able this is come thou long expected jesus for this time of worship in your presence, God. We're so thankful, God, for this season. You're so good to us, Lord. We celebrate you. And Lord, as we're here in your presence, I would ask that you'd be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us. Use those words, God, to stir up our hearts towards you. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those working with our children at this service and the next God anoint them, give them everything they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, O oh God. You are so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your holy name I pray. Amen. And amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse?
4: Good morning. How are you? I love that dress. Hi. Hi, guys. Ooh. Hi, boys. Okay, so we are going to take a break from the second book of the Bible, which is called... Does anybody remember what the second book in the Bible is called? It starts with an EX. Good job. Yes, Exodus. We're going to take a break from that, and we're going to to go further up to the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah lived many, many years after Moses and many, many years before Jesus. But it's really cool. So we're going to start from the beginning, kind of like, because when when sin first entered the world because Adam and Eve disobeyed, God made a plan, right? He had a plan to rescue us. He was going to send a rescuer, and God's people waited for this rescuer to come, right? And this rescuer will be known as the Messiah, which means the anointed one, the chosen one. And Isaiah who was a prophet and prophets are people who get messages from God to tell his people and Isaiah told his people about the rescuer that was coming and he told them that the people who who walk in darkness will see a great light for the people who li- for those who live in the in a land of deep darkness a light will shine Yes, that's our Bible verse for today. And then he told them that this is the sign. This is is how you will know. A child will be born to us. A son will be given. And the government will be on his shoulder. That means that Jesus would be king, right? And then he said, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. And those are names of Jesus. And they tell us what Jesus does and who, and who he is. Isn't that wonderful? And Jesus is going to be a great, caring, loving, and fair king. Isn't that great? Yes, I'm so excited. You're excited. <laughs> Good. Good. Okay, so now everybody repeat after me. Okay, ready? Isaiah 9:2. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Excellent job, boys
5: and girls. Good job. The children are getting stickers because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. While they're doing that, hey, can you kids help me sing happy birthday to somebody? It's Scott's birthday back there, my buddy Scott. And so we're going to sing Scott happy birthday. All right? So here we go. You ready? Happy birthday to you.
4: Good job, boys and girls. Okay, so now we're going to pray, and then we get to go to our classrooms, okay? So let's bow our heads and think about Jesus, okay? Father, thank you so much, Lord God, for all that you did, Lord, to have us near you, to have us be your forever people, Lord God, and I pray that the little ones will understand what you did for them, Lord God, what you did for us, and that they will love you even more. In Jesus' name, what do we say? Amen. Good job, guys. All right, have fun.
5: Good morning. Welcome to the vineyard. Happy day after Christmas morning. They were saying that my this Boxing Day, you know, <laughs> Boxing Day. So it's an English holiday. And we, so if you look up the origins of the day, it's the day when the servants got their presents. It has a weird, uh, weird connotation, but uh, they still celebrate it. So there you go. But it's good. good to be here. Glad to see everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. And uh, we had fun. We um. We went to uh, my daughter's house yesterday morning. So my daughter has five kids. And uh, so we went over there and watched them open all that. And that's kind of fun, right? It's, and the, the twin girls are still five, four or five, five. I should remember everybody's ages. I don't. I confess. And, uh, but, you know, it's still, it's they, they, have a, they get so excited. So that was fun to watch. And then we finished that and had breakfast and we were exhausted. So we went home and slept. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, then uh, tonight we'll go over to my son's house later on and uh, we'll have another little, we've got all our kids for the, the gifts for the grandsons. We didn't give them yet, so we'll go and celebrate them. So it's cool. So uh that's how we kind of break it up. And I hope you had a good time celebrating, whether you had out of family around or we're doing it FaceTime or already did it, that uh, you enjoyed yourselves. But uh, very glad to be with you today. We had a great set of Christmas Eve services, so that was fun. And uh, here we are. And so if you're a, a, a guest or a first-time visitor, that little code that just popped up, that QR code, that's for you. If you pointed your smart device at that, a link would pop up and give you to our digital connect card. And so that's for new folks. If you've been coming and you pop that in there, all of a sudden you're going to get a bunch of emails and texts from us like you've never been here before. Um, so just know that's what happened. And it goes on for five or six weeks, and then it stops. But it's a great way to welcome people. And so uh, so that's that. Um we're praying for our neighborhoods, and I want you to keep doing that. Very, very important. I think that we pray specifically for our neighbors, and God's planted you right where you are on purpose. You're not there by accident or coincidence. You're there on purpose, and uh, as part of our mission is to be a light into the world. And so think about your neighbors, and let's just go corporately to Papa. Lord, we come and we lift up our neighbors to you. And we ask, God, that you would draw them to you. Those who don't know you would come into relationship with you. And, God, that you would help us to love our neighbors well. We know that's near to your heart. And, God, bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough into this area that hundreds and thousands of people would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. And we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. And don't forget, you're going to see that code pop up now on all the slides on the sermons. Anytime you pointed your smart device at that, it would just give you the fill-in notes for the day. I think that's important um, because my hope would be that that during the week at some point you would go back and look at them. And when you're done, you fill in whatever you want on the notes. You hit a button and it just goes to your email account. So it's all there. And... uh, uh, We've been, uh, so I'm working already on our next series. It's going to be called Encourager. And uh, I think there's going to be some really neat stuff in there. So get in the habit of sort of getting that and and then, you know, looking at it throughout the week. Um, But that's going to be very good. It's coming back in a second. See, when I go, well, wait, that's the, they were almost to get the code and I moved it. So let me, let me tell you what I'm going to do. So I'm talking about peace. Let's see where the first slide comes up. Yeah, that's the scripture reading. I'm going to go back. Wait, let's see. How tricky am I? Da-da, there you go. Yeah, I got reverse on this bad boy. <laughs> Don't go in reverse very often, but we've got it. So today uh, we're going to be talking about peace, and this is the the. Oops, I just moved it again. I'm sorry. Did you have it? Okay, good. I uh, we're technically finished Advent. A couple of days ago. Christmas starts a whole new season. It's 12 days of Christmas, and then we move in towards the epiphany. But um, there's four main topics that happen in Advent, and I didn't get to the fourth one, so we're going to do it. Uh, and the, the four topics are love, joy, hope, and peace. And we've talked about the other. And great. You know, I love that we got to talk about the shepherds and the wise men and all kinds of things that were going on. We talked about Jesus, light of the world. Well, today I want to talk about the peace of God, because it's so amazing. One of my favorite things. I just like... I like thinking about peace, and uh, I like his peace and resting in it and all those things. And so I want to take some time to talk about that with you today, uh, here in a few moments. Let me get the, the, the last of the bad dad Christmas jokes out of the way. These are quite bad. What did Santa say when he stepped into a big puddle? It must have rained deer. Wait. Speaking of reindeers, what do reindeers say before they tell you a joke? This one's going to slay you. All right, last one. This was my favorite, but you got to think about it. It's the last joke of the year. What do you get when you mix a Christmas tree and an iPad? A pineapple. Let it resonate with you. Pine. (laughs) Uh, Normally, my wife would come now and and bail me out of that during the scripture reading. Uh, She's not here. She says, oh, we have an older dog who's like our baby now. And the the dog had a little stomach issue this morning. It's going to be fine, but it wasn't okay. And she really milks it when she's not feeling good. So, So please don't judge us for that. But my wife stayed home to be with the dog. Okay. So I'm going from here. Scripture reading uh, is going to be Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. If you are able, would you please stand for the reading of the word. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You may be seated. So, peace. Now sometimes we we might think of peace as like just the absence of conflict but it's it's much more than that and it's more about the presence of god that's part of it but it's even more than that the idea of peace biblically is uh it has this whole uh, sort of idea of of wholeness of things being um restored into into its whole meaning uh, uh and that's what the, the peace is all about i i like to think of peace as being um the you know, things being the way God intended them to be. And and because of the fall and all the things that happened, there's been a lot of mess, right? A lot of things split and broken. And yet this peace that, that God is talking about is things being restored to the way he intended them. And, and so this peace uh, also, you know, it's a big part of our relationships. And there's three big ways that I think peace impacts us. And it's about our peace with God. It's about peace in ourselves. And peace with others, and that all of those relationships were damaged, uh, all that stuff was damaged in the fall, and yet, um, because Jesus has come now, he's, he's making a way for all of those things to be restored and, and in a way that we can be at peace once again and experience this peace, the experience things the way God intended him. So it starts with his idea of peace with God, being at peace with God. Now, what is that all about? Well, you guys know the story, and, and, but it's important that we talk about it, how God intended things to be in the beginning. And we look back to the creation story. And we see there in the beginning of Genesis, and God is creating this cosmic temple, a place where heaven and earth meet, and all these neat steps are going on. And the thing he does on the sixth day is he puts an image in the temple, and that's us. We are made in the image of God. We're, we're supposed to go and bear God's image in the world. We're, we're imaging God wherever we go. And the idea is that we're going to partner with God, and we're going to go throughout the whole planet and make it like Eden. It's going to be that kind of thing. The planet, it's all good, but Eden is perfect. And we're going to partner with God, and we're going to go and do those things. And I love the picture, too, because... The way God does things and the way he wants to do things here is he's, he always He partners with people to do them. And when you read the scripture, you'll see that when God is up to something big, he's working through people when he does it. It's just the way he chooses in almost every instance. And so this is the heart of God, the fellowship with us, to be in relationship with us, and to partner with us to make a difference in the world. Well, that dynamic is fractured, if you will, at the fall, because what happens is, Adam and Eve, representatively, we've all done it since. At some point they said, yeah, okay, we could do it your way, but we want to do it our way instead. It's a deeper story than that, but that's the whole thing. That's really what what sin is all about. Sin is us choosing to go our way instead of God's way. And we've all done it. And the result of us doing that is it fractured that relationship with God. It was no longer at peace. There's not that wholeness that we're looking for. And so something needed to happen. And fortunately, that's what Christmas story is all about. So because we couldn't fix it, God fixes it. And he comes uh, in the amazing way that he shows up, fully God, fully man. Jesus arrives on the scene in this spectacular way, in a way that we can all understand. He comes into the, the world the way we all have. And then he lives this amazing life. He does it perfectly. He shows us what it looks like. He does it because we couldn't. And then he takes that perfect life. And he willingly goes to the cross, and that's the Easter story, right? And there on the cross, he takes on all of the mess, all of the consequences of the world. He takes it all on. He dies. He takes it down when he dies. And I like to think he leaves it all there. And then he defeats not only sin, but he defeats death when he rises again. And he makes a way for us to be reconciled to God, to be at peace with God once again. Paul writes this in Romans 5. Verse 1, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I talked about being justified Christmas Eve if you were here. I love that, the, the thought behind it and the way to remember it and just the concept uh, that, that I remember with what it means to be justified is just as if I'd never sinned. That God, in Christ, chooses to see us that way he he looks through the perfection of his son when he sees us now so it's just as if we never went and did our own thing just as if we'd never messed up and and so we're at peace with him none of that stuff that caused that fracture to him it's all been taken care of in christ and i love that idea and and we have to learn to settle in that and i think sometimes it's tricky because uh... We're still mostly a mess, and uh, we get that. But that's not how God sees us. And I, I often have this thought. One of the things that helps me is a, is a, is a picture of a, a, a tapestry. Might not be the best word, but um, like a needlepoint sort of thing. You know what needlepoint is, right? Uh, most of you have the idea. And when you look at a, a needlepoint thing from the right side, it looks really cool. But if you flip it around and look at the backside of it, it doesn't look like much. It's a mess a lot of times. There's knots and all kinds of things. It's well. We have a tendency of looking at the backside of that whole thing of our own lives, but God is looking through the front side, the Holy Spirit side. And I like that. And And that's the way he sees us. We're at peace with him. And you can get a picture of that when you read through the Bible and you look at the some of the people in the Old Testament. Lots of characters in the Old Testament. They were real characters. And they're acting up and doing all sorts of things that they shouldn't be doing, just like us. And yet, when you read about those same folks, those guys and gals in the New Testament, in the New Testament, they're like the heroes of the faith. Hey! And you're like, yeah, but these guys did all that stuff. And God's like, not in the way I look at it. I see them in the perfection of my son. They're the heroes. That's you. You're the heroes of the story. See, we're at peace with God. And that's huge. And we have to begin to settle in that peace. That has to be how we think of ourselves as new creation, folks. And what that means, because when we get a hold of that, what happens is it allows us to be at peace in ourselves, to experience his peace in our own lives. And that's a big deal. That's that's one of the most important things that we have. And it comes from this realization that that we're at peace with God. And in this, this world can be you you guys get this right, can be a little difficult sometimes. Uh, And. We have this peace available to us, and yet we have a very real enemy who doesn't want us to be at peace. He likes to keep us all stirred up. That's what he wants. That's because he doesn't want us. When you're in this peace of God and you're reflecting in the world, it has the, you know, the ability to impact people around you. And the enemy doesn't want that, so he tries. So he tries to do things like keep you stuck in things like guilt and shame. He tries to keep you anxious and worried. Um, Anybody ever here been worried? stressed, anxious. And the thing is, we'll often take those things and we'll run with them. And when we run with those things, we start to lose this peace that we should have. For example, some of you are world-class worriers. By that I mean you can take a thing and you can use your holy imagination that God has given you to dwell on the scripture and meditate on him and think about how wonderfully you can turn that and you can begin to think about all of the possible bad outcomes that might happen on this one thing, right? And and you can begin to then come up with solutions for things that haven't happened yet. And you spend an incredible amount of emotional energy all stressed out about all this stuff. And... You know, 90% of the stuff that you worry about never happens. And then, you know, I realize that I say that, and then I've got a worry. You're going, but 10% does. You just said it. And let me say this about statistics 92% of all statistics are made up on the spot by who's ever giving them to you. <laughs> just let that sink in for a while. You just whip out numbers. And so, here's the thing that we realize. So we, I think we, we get to this place of knowing that we're at peace with God, and we begin to think more about that. And then, instead of rolling in those directions, you've got to get to this place. That's wow, one of my favorite passages. I, I say that all the time, you think. But you should, I, like, I know this one. You should just know this one. You don't even need to turn. You should just have, this is one of those ones you've got to have, Just, just settled in here. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So why do you need to know that? There's something about that. That's a that's a verse for people who, in relationship with God, realize that he's the God of peace and that they're not at peace. And you, by just getting that into your mind and seeing it, it's a way of partnering with the Holy Spirit to change everything. And it does change things. Hey, you know, one of the things that's in that verse right away is that it says, listen, instead of worrying, pray. Worrying doesn't do anything for anybody. Prayer makes a difference. Prayer, See, prayer can change things, but more often than even that, prayer changes me, which is huge, right? Because God's got the circumstances. You know, things happen. It's a fallen, a broken planet. But he can change me in it. And the promise is this peace, that passes understanding. I love that the writers have that there. Because you can't you can't think this one through in that way. It's just this peace that's God's peace that overwhelms circumstances somehow in us and changes everything. That's the peace he wants us to have. And, and so, you know, 37 years into my journey, I, I can't tell you that I never have moments of worry, anxiety, or stress. Because that wouldn't be true. But what I can tell you is the time between when they come on me and when I get to that scripture keeps getting less and less and less and less and less. And that's the win. And, and you hope you get to the point where the minute you begin to worry, instead of thinking of a hundred things, you know, first moment that you catch yourself worrying, you go, wait a minute, I'm worrying. That doesn't work. Let's get, let's get to the Lord, right? Don't be anxious. I don't need to be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, I'm going to present my request to God. God, I just give you this situation, and I know that you've got it. I can trust you. And then this peace that passes understanding settles on us. And that's huge. And that's what God wants us to have. And so it starts by by us getting at, at peace with God. We know that, you know, he, what he's done for us, and we're reconciled in relationship with him. And then that relationship begins to impact us in a very, very real way. And we begin to experience peace, which is my favorite. I watched that movie, The Elf. Things are his favorite, right? Smiling is my favorite. Work is my favorite. Peace is my favorite. Right at the moment. Thirdly, peace with others. Now, this is, this is a great one, too, because this is a really important. But I, I want to hop right into the verse that I have for you. I love the way Paul says this because um, of how he starts it. If it's possible, he says, <laughs> as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And he has to say it that way because not everybody liked Paul. He had some people that loved him tremendously. He had a lot of people that didn't care for him even a little bit. And he just realized that was part of the deal. And it, you, you can't—you—you—you you, kind of have to realize that in this life, some people just may not like you. But that's the way it goes. And you don't have to be mean to them or treat them that way. Or it's just kind of the deal that we have. But, but as far as it depends on us, we need to live at peace with everyone. And that's significant because um, sometimes people can be annoying. You ever experience that? And you know what that means, right? Sometimes you can be annoying. That's one of those. Every now and again, I see friends from high school on Facebook. Do you have this thought? Wow, they look old. Do you know what that means? (laughs) You don't have to take long to think about that. (laughs) And what are you going to do? Anyway, <laughs> so we need to be careful because if, we're, if we don't walk in this peace that we can have, we can start looking at people that maybe we disagree with about some things as kind of the enemy. And we we don't treat them the way that we're supposed to. And, and I want to tell you that we're, the next series we're going to do is calling Encourager. And I think this is huge that right now we need to be actively encouraging the world around us. Uh it's it's a huge ministry. You know, Holy Spirit is actually called an encourager, Paraclete, and, and um Barnabas, we're gonna look at Barnabas, he's filled with the Holy Spirit and Barnabas isn't actually even his name, it's son of encouragement. He just gets filled with the spirit and he becomes very encouraging and it's a it's a model of what's supposed to happen with us and because the world needs us because the enemies one of his favorite things is discouragement and that's running everywhere and if we're not sort of people resting in the peace of god we won't be able to encourage a world that desperately needs to be encouraged we'll just hop into the discouragement with everybody else and we'll pick people that we don't like and we'll just keep spreading it we can't and and here's paul's advice i love this too when it comes to our relationship with others Chapter 4, verse 31 and 32. That's how he starts out. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along, along with every form of malice. He's really taken out the entire range of that stuff. He's saying, get rid of all of It doesn't do you any good. Just get rid of it. How do you replace it? Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Just in the same way that you've been reconciled to God because of his amazing forgiveness and what he's done. You need to take that on in the way that you relate to the world around you. And that you do everything that you can to live at peace with others. Because that's how he wants us to live. Because we're his kids. We're his people. We're at peace with God. We've been reconciled to him. We're experiencing that peace now. And it's a peace that people that don't know him don't experience. But we do. What a gift. And because of that, we're to live differently in a world. And and we're to encourage the world around us so that they can come to know this peace that changes everything. And so that's my heart for you guys this Christmas. Take those in. Think about those things. Enjoy his peace. What a gift it is for all of us. Let it flow through you into the world around us so that we can make a difference in a world that really needs to be encouraged. Amen? Amen. Okay, ministry team, those of you here, why don't you head over to the wall. People are going to head over there to pray for you if you need prayer for anything. Let me say this. All of this journey, this whole life starts by knowing Jesus. That's, that's how it begins. And and he's done everything that needed to happen to the cross. I explained that. Our part is to believe in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. If you have never done it, really it's as simple as saying this, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior if you have never done that? Do it today. It is absolutely the best thing you will ever do. Nothing even gets close to that. And, And so I want to encourage you to make that your decision as we have this Christmas time, as we're getting the end of this year. If you don't know Jesus, know him. It, it's, it's the best thing that can happen. So do that today. Church, again, thank you for your amazing generosity, your faithfulness to giving, your offering. What a joy it is to partner with you on this journey. And we bless you in all of that. And uh, let's sing the doxology and we'll dismiss. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Lord, bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Enjoy this day, everybody. God bless you. Thanks for being here. We'll see you soon. Head out. These doors are open for you. There's some ornaments out there. If you didn't get one before, get one now. Be blessed. Have a great rest of the day. We'll see you next year. Wow, how cool is that? Goodbye, everybody. God bless you. Thanks for watching. Looking forward to uh, next, next year. We're going to get in. We're going to talk about being encouragers and all that that means. Have a great rest of this year, everybody. And uh, we love you. Allison. Mia, hi, if you're watching. I'll be home in an hour and a half or so. Love you guys.